This, yep. is, this podcast is art yep. with Josh Jack, B. Lyon, and sometimes Bill Miller. Not tonight. No, no need to break him up. He's not part of this tonight. <laughs> so, um, yes. Sounds like you're going to say something. No, go ahead. Uh, what were those two shows you saw at the Electric Factory? Were those uh, stand-up shows? Yeah, so I went with my sister and brother-in-law two times to see stand-up comedy. It was the O&A virus tour. The first time, I believe it was Tom Papa, it was Ari Spears, Greg Giraldo, and Bill Burr. And then the second time I went, it was Tom Papa, Papa Bill Burr, and Bill Mike Birbiglier, and, and Greg Giraldo. So... I went to two comedy shows, first time in a theater, and, uh, you know, it was pretty loud, lots of people, you know, people were talking over the opening act, uh, uh, it was a good show, it was my first time going to an actual comedy show, and, uh, yeah, it was cool. Now, my question is, when you went there, did you imagine being on that stage, like, was that in your head while you were watching the show? Yeah, so I think this is before – I believe this is for, before I started comedy. This was about maybe a year or so before I started comedy. And, yeah, I did think about that. I did think that could be me up there, either being an open act and being ignored or being you know, a headlining comedian and, and kind of being ignored. But, yeah, I mean, I, I did think about that. This is about a year before I started, I think. So was that uh, – had you thought about doing that before then? Yeah, I mean it's been – I've been wanting to do it since I was in high school, but I'm glad I waited because I didn't have any jokes or anything until I wrote I wrote like 40 minutes of material before I started. So at least I had the writing – not to say down-packed, but at least I had an advantage over most comedians who start, you know, like comedians who just write at the bar and they try to cram at the last minute. But, I mean, yeah, I thought about it, but, I mean, I never, I just kept stalling. I kept waiting and waiting because I just wanted to have my set recorded and I was too much of a pussy to go by myself. So, yeah. Who did you end up going to your first open mic with? I went with I actually I posted ad on Craigslist because I didn't have money for a comedy class, and I met this middle aged man, this middle aged woman, in a coffee shop, and one guy did one open mic, and I believe he quit. It was weird. He got headshots. The other woman, she's done it occasionally, and I think her brother was like a professional comic in Los Angeles, not a headlining famous guy, but some sort of road comic. I don't know. And they tied me. They gave me some tips. And uh, they were nice enough to come out to support me my first time at Helium and record record my set. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's who I did my first time with. So, did they do stand up too? Then, well, the guy did one open mic before I met him, and then I, he stopped. I don't know why. And the other woman, she I saw her a few more times at some city open mics, but she was a teacher. And she was a teacher, and also some sort of thing where she travels to Afghanistan for stuff, and she's she 
doesn't do it that much often, but I see, I see her every once in a while. A really nice lady. Uh, but yeah, she was on my Facebook, but she never went on, never posted anything. But yeah. Huh. Yeah, I went there myself, and I guess so. What I'm curious, what do you think is a better choice for a comedian? Because I used to think that the best idea for a comic was to just get on stage if they wanted to do it. It didn't matter if they had a good first set or not. Didn't matter if they prepared or not. Just the aspect of doing it would just get over that. I don't know if I still believe that. Uh, I think maybe it is a better idea to prepare a good first set so you set yourself up for success. How do you feel about it? Uh, I mean, I guess both are good, but it's more of the more you wait, then the longer you're going to have anxiety to get up there. So you might think, okay, I'm going to give it another month. I'm going to write some more material and then you might not get you might, you might it might take you another year because now you're getting more nervous now you're making more excuses and it's one of those things you got to learn as you go along so even if even though you know it might take you a while to write some decent jokes it's like you kind of have to go through that but everyone's different some people start out good quick some people you know i don't know i would say just do it as soon as you can because you're going to have to learn anyways and as far as material goes, if you write enough, you will get some good jokes if you work hard enough at it. But I would say don't wait too long. It also depends how old you are. If you're like a young kid, like 18 years old or something, fine. But it, I used to listen to Jim Norton's uh, advice show he used to have. And there was so many like middle-aged guys who would call it and go, Jim, I want to do stand-up, man, but I'm afraid to get up there. And they were like 35, 40 years old. And it's like they haven't even done it yet. They're already you know, in their 30s and 40s, overthinking it, you know? They're saying, like, I wish I would have done stand-up and I never have? No, but they're they're still thinking about possibly doing it, and they're in their 30s and 40s. So I guess it depends how old you are. If you're a young kid, 18, then fine. You could take a few years and say, I'm going to take two years and just write. But sometimes the longer you wait, then the more it's like, you know, you can always... And plus, it's like, you know, they, they got shithole open mics. Like, the one I go to now, it's sad. I'm an eight-year comic, and I still go there. That's a starter open mic. It's like, you know, you go there just to start out, and you don't have to go straight to Helium or straight to the, you know, just go to some shithole and just bob there until you get comfortable. There's always ways you can do it, but I wouldn't say, wait, don't wait too long, because what if you die? They, yeah, They might think that's I should have done it. <laughs> What is the open mic equivalent of, you know, I've always thought of trying to pair podcasting and open micing. I guess uh, there is no podcasting because every podcast is is an open mic or a show that has advertisements. God, that's an awful analogy. What I'm trying to say is... Well, we have an open. We have an open. open We have an open mic sign-up sheet, and nobody signed up tonight. (laughs) (laughs) How sad is that? You know, actually, um, you remember the open mic you got kicked out of the Beth Beth Air's Tavern? I used to help Matt Reese 
run it, the guy who ran it. And he got paid $50 to sit there and smoke and drink, which is really a rare because most comics don't get paid anything. You run up and mic. They get like a free plate of wings, like free maybe, plate of wings. free soda, free beer. But he got paid $50. And I remember we would just sit there and the bar would just give me a headache. It was a smoker's bar. And people would, people would smoke in the bar because it was the middle of nowhere, you know, middle of suburbs. And nobody would really nope. sign up. Like two or three people a night would come in if we were lucky to sign up. And I remember thinking, this is a waste of time. I'm tired. I could be sleeping right now. I'm not getting paid for this. He is. And I guess I was just doing it because he was putting me on shows at the time. And I was trying to help him out. But yeah, man. Uh, wow. So how long did that uh, open mic go for? I think about a month, two months maybe. It was pretty quick. Yeah. But, uh, so, was They last... blamed me as the excuse by that shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was a weird night. I mean, I don't know why that bartender got mad. It's, I guess she was just protecting her tips, I guess. I think I told you, I saw her randomly uh, about a year later or so. I went to this place called Ransom the Boulevard. It's not too far from Cabaret. And she was the bartender, and she was like, hey, how you been? You still do jerk-off jokes? And she was, like, being nice and stuff. And she's like, I'll buy you a beer, but only one. And she bought me a drink. And I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, huh. And then I think I saw her again after that, and she didn't say anything to me. She's like, okay, enough of that guy. But, yeah, but I was going to ask you, when's the last time you did karaoke? Last time I did karaoke? Probably, like, two months ago. Oh, okay. So I, I thought you maybe you were doing it almost every other week. Like it was like that much of a. Well, see, it was kind of it was one of those things we were doing all the time. And when we would go down to for the bed show, then afterwards we would do that karaoke. But after we stopped doing that, um, since that karaoke place isn't right around the corner, we haven't gone back to that karaoke in a while. Yeah. Thought about going back though. If we might start going back to it, if we do B and E on like other days during the week, I don't know. I'm gonna build this podcast empire here. Yeah, totally. So, how has your stand-up been going lately? Do you find that it's gotten? What have you noticed has changed over the years, and what has stayed the same? In terms of your stand-up and your, your, is there something that you try to do in your stand-up that you're getting better at lately that you want to talk about? You're interviewing a nobody. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. It's weird because like I, I can come up with material very easily, new material. That's one of my only skills that I have. But i just been going to the same open mic, and it's weird. It's like I didn't have any money. I was broke. And then uh, now that I've been working the last three months, now I'm super tired, and I don't have the time to go to New York or anywhere else. And uh, I don't know. It's like I want to go other places, but I'm kind of done with this city as far as, like, I'm going down to the city. I'm never going to fit in with those guys. Not that I ever tried. And um, all the actions down there, all the clickiness, all the douchery, all that stuff. And so I think I go to New York, but then I know I know a comedian. She goes to New York um, almost every week. And um, I don't know. She does improv. She does stand-up. But it's like it's so hard to break out down there. So I guess the end of the day is don't do stand-up. Uh, unless you have an exact connection, kids, because it's a lot of uh, 
stress and uh, stuff you got to go through as far as get on shows and wasted time. Is even if you love it, it's like you know you think about it. What am I doing? Like this is insane. There's billions of people doing this. I'm just well, what is it. your what is your preferred thing to be successful at? Stand up or uh, casting? I mean, radio. Be, it's. I mean, it'll be stand up. You know, I mean. Because podcasting is fun, but to me, it's like a hobby. I'm not going to say stand-up is therapeutic or anything like that, but I get more of enjoyment doing stand-up because there's at least an audience. And, you know, this podcast and stuff, we're lucky if one person's even listening to it live or you don't know how many people are listening back to it, and then you don't get feedback from it. At least stand-up, you get some sort of feedback, even though sometimes it can be hurtful to get negative feedback. Yeah, it's a very strange thing. Like when you do stand up, you can respond in the moment to the person. Whereas if somebody's listening to your podcast and then talks about it on another podcast, it's a you could say, yeah, in that clip I do sound kind of stupid. And that's like working on this show. Listen what I sound like? I don't like this. This is weird. It's a very strange, totally different thing from stand-up for me. Yeah, I mean, once in a while, I will have somebody, you know, at the comedy club say, hey, I heard your podcast the other day. I heard that song you did, or I heard that bit you did. It was funny, but that's rare, you know? And it's usually somebody I know, and that's cool, but it's it's just weird. It's like comedy is all about instant feedback, and if you're lucky enough to get in front of an actual audience, like when I was going to Good Good Comedy Theater, it was actually good because I was getting in front of an audience, not a big audience, sometimes a little audience, sometimes a big audience, but it was nice. I was at least in front of an audience instead of just all comics, and sadly it went on hiatus or whatever. Actually, they brought it back, but they changed the night, and it's, they only give three minutes now, and I'm not going to go there, because, but it was nice, you know. And it's, Why is it only three? Uh, they they want to put select people on, I guess, but... I don't know. It's like I just, I just, it's so hard to get in front of an audience too as a new comic where you actually try to material out and you know, it's just all comics all the time. It sucks. You ever think about being an Instagram comedian? You mean a Twitter comedian? Or Instagram? I don't know how you how do you become a Twitter? I mean, an Instagram comedian. Funny videos. Uh, I guess I can. I mean, I I wish I was better at videos. I have ideas sometimes, but you know, I don't have the money to do the production, or I don't have the video edited skills to do it. But I do videos sometimes, and uh, you know, every once in a while I get some good feedback on them or something. But eh, I've, there's always other things you could do. But uh, there's just so much. You know, I was just thinking of something. Uh, it's sort of related to marketing and art and so we could switch to the marketing podcast and talk about it but uh it's regarding this website uh that called quipster have you ever heard of it no k-w-i-p-s-t-r it's a website that used to exist uh actually let's talk about it on our marketing podcast is there anything else you want to address on this art podcast here yeah i just want to say that uh I don't consider myself an artist, and I don't create art. I uh, just uh, create content that usually offends people and makes people uncomfortable. 
Fantastic. How can people get in touch with the show? People uncomfortable? Do you get off on it? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. That's part of the reaction I was talking about. At least say that we get that right away. You know. Huh. Yeah. All right. So how can people get in touch with? All right. So email us at uh, TLND Show at Outlook.com and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Uh, send us your messages about Monster Energy Drink or something. I'm not sure exactly what Josh was talking about there. Uh, send us your paintings, your photographs, your books. Send us everything. TLND Show at Outlook.com. Comment, like, subscribe, follow on YouTube, Josh Jack, right? Josh back. And until next week, keep on making your mark.